0: This week, the Massachusetts Senate takes its swing at the budget. The House has already passed its version. Tomorrow, Senate lawmakers will start breezing through over 1,100 amendments that were proposed for the spending plan. We check in now with Matt Murphy of the State House News Service. He says there's one especially interesting amendment in the bunch.
1: Amendments will be watching that we just heard about is an effort uh, that Senator Jamie Eldridge of Acton is pushing uh, to try and go after some of the the fundraising mechanisms that Governor Charlie Baker has set up where he's um, using federal campaign accounts and a joint agreement with the Republican National Committee to raise large amounts of money that then gets funneled back into the state. Uh, Common Cause Massachusetts, the the Good Government Watchdog Group, and and Senator Eldridge are, are looking and try and um, make sure that the governor and Democrats um, as well uh, adhere to what they believe is the, the intention of state law uh, to make sure that all funding of uh, state campaigns and elections be raised through uh, state campaign finance limits, which are uh, much smaller than the federal
0: ones. Okay. And so this would be part of the budget tacked onto the budget and the Senate is dominated by Democrats. Do you think this has a chance of, of making it through and making this more of an issue?
1: I mean, it's just sort of surfacing. So it's hard to know um, whether or not the uh, People will have enough time to kind of wrap their heads around it and understand it and feel comfortable with it. I talked to the senator last week. He said he is cautiously optimistic about it getting adopted. That is just one of over 1,100 amendments in a budget that largely looks very similar to the one that the House and the governor put together earlier this year. Uh, One major difference being the Senate boosting uh, fairly significantly by over $30 million funding for higher education as Senator Stanley Rosenberg has uh, you know, talked about the student debt uh, and college affordability as being a major priority of his, looking to kind of keep costs down at places like UMass
0: Amherst and state universities. So on that topic, the state's Board of Education meets this week, and under the House budget as well, school spending would go up slightly. Are education leaders at the state level optimistic that they will see an uptick in funding uh, once all the, the budget issues are sorted out?
1: is going to be an increase in funding for cities and towns to fund local school districts through the Chapter 70 formula, so towns will be getting more money, Uh, the Senate budget in particular, um, as well as the House actually also looking at uh, boosting a salary reserve for uh, early education educators um, to make sure that they can, uh, you know, the state and these programs can retain and attract uh, qualified early educators and give them the necessary ongoing uh, personal development and training that they need. And there's uh, a number of grants in the Senate budget looking at expanding um, access to Kindergarten, uh, things like that. But you know, given the the financial constraints, we're seeing a lot of this being done in small, you know, a few million here, a few million there, to kind of push these things along. But there's not quite enough money to make a real major push, as some would like, for something like universal pre-K or anything like
0: that. Okay. Well, on a separate issue, just last month, the legislature passed a bill to lift the state's cap on net metering for solar energy projects, and that's what allows solar panel owners to sell extra energy back to the grid. Just about a month later, there are already reports that the new caps are already being hit, at least for national grid customers. So Matt, is there any even slight chance that the legislature will want to look at this issue again before the session ends in July?
1: I mean, there's always a chance, but this was something that uh, lawmakers were trying to avoid, and yet by the time they reached a solar deal, you know, many of the advocates were warning this could happen. And even when the bill passed and there was the the modest cap lift um, in all of the service territories, Senator Ben Downing uh, from Pittsfield uh, was warning that these new caps, even with the lift, could be hit before the end of the year. Now, I don't know that anyone was was warning that it would happen quite so soon as we're now seeing national grid. In the national grid service territory, there are um, more projects in the pipeline than there is capacity under the cap. Leaders were hoping to put the solar issue, which, as you know and we've talked about, was uh, fairly contentious as they tried to figure out how much the state should be subsidizing solar. They really wanted to put that behind them because they knew there would be uh, new fights coming on what to do about gas and wind and hydropower. With this new situation, I mean, there's always a chance that they take another look at it, but it's hard to see that getting a a very serious look because they really felt
0: that they had uh, dealt with it for this year. Okay, well, Matt Murphy, thanks so much. Thank you. Matt Murphy is a reporter for the State House News Service. I'm Henry App. This is Morning Edition.